0: Amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. they need
1: us, us, amigos, we're Hello and welcome to episode 12 of season 5 of Three Amigos. I'm your host, Mars, and I'm joined as always by my amigo, Kylie. Our amigo PJ is taking the night off, but don't worry, we have our old friend, Amigo Morph, joining us, stepping in.
0: Into the hot chair, Morph. How are you doing? I am glorious, basking in everything wonderful, apart from sadly FPL points. <laughs>
1: well, well, well let, Let's get into it. It's been a, it's been an interesting week, uh, a low-scoring week, unless uh, Kylie, unless you're on Bowen, right? So yay! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm for one happy. sake. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, and, and and if you kept him Bueno, well, Jesus, that's a rare assist. So as we always do, we'll start with the top top amigo or amiga. And this week, I believe just now because we're recording during the Everton Arsenal game, um, I'm top with 53 points, mostly down to Bowen, uh, Trent, Salah, Antonio. No, no, nothing special, you know the the standard stuff. And Kylie, I believe you're second with either 51 or 52 points so just yeah, literally just behind me.
2: whatever Ramsdale's got so I was on exactly 50 plus Ramsdale um yeah. when did you bring in Bowen a week after you oh okay interesting yeah I was
1: gonna I was gonna go ESR uh mm. or no I was gonna either ESR or Gallagher somebody that I could bench but then I looked at and I said I'll, I need Bowen later I'll just bench him against City and I ended up needing him anyway but I, I wanted him. I already had him earmarked for the, for the fixtures, but then I thought I might as well go now. I just thought you were going to leave
2: him. it longer because of your absolutely yeah. correct theory about moving about three weeks after <laughs> I buy someone. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, guys, clearly the way to play this season because I did have a number of blanks. Actually, the the thing this week, I mean, I have been on a horror show run the last three weeks. Like really, really horrendous. And... I think that Bowen's return was the first attacking return that I'd had uh, from someone that wasn't Salah in a couple of a couple of weeks. So, him and he should have had four goals, and he certainly should have had more bonus outrageous but anyway it was just such a glorious start to the game week Antonio delivering and as you pointed out and where like thing about it is I was so filled with rage towards him that I was transferring him out for a hit for Smith Rowe only because Smith Rowe was the only one I could afford I had bang on six million to do it and I didn't confirm the transfer, and then when I had a look at it in the morning on Saturday morning, and I saw that I had made the transfer, went to do it and realised that Smith Rowe had gone up in price. Now after the deadline, we started seeing these rumours about Smith Rowe, and lo and behold, no show. And more critically, Embuemo got an assist. Which is mind-boggling to me because all I'm used to collecting is yellow cards from him. Um, I didn't know <laughs> well, he was It was a capable. great assist, to be fair to him. I don't care it was, about it, the quality. It was actually a great assist. I don't care yeah, if yeah. the ball brushes his nostril hair, as long as it counts as an attacking return.
1: You know what? With that Tony, he was actually a lot more involved and a lot more higher up. He, Which he looked. Is it's exciting, the most dangerous. Yeah. I watched the game because I had Rafinha, obviously. Um, so I was interested in the game, and he was. It's probably the most involved I've seen him since he hit the bar about five, fifty weeks ago when we all brought him in because he hit the bar three times. We were crying and said it would get closer and it got as further away as possible.
2: Well, but I think that's interesting just before we deviate because obviously Tony has COVID. She's so not going to be available for Watford and Watford uh, very much, let's just try and score more goals than the opposition and concede about 4,000 in a match. So
1: If if if, if you've held to Embuemo Friday night,
2: Watford, you keep him. I, I was expect- looking to transfer him out. Now I'm trapped the pember trap continues i can't get rid of him now no i agree especially unless you know
1: they do one of those where tony does a uh, does a test last minute in case but i believe he has to isolate no matter what uh, i heard he'll miss the next two but definitely friday which makes sense because it's only four days uh or yeah since since sunday or the fifth day so kind of makes sense but anyway listen in, in last place actually because of the everton goal is is it's a draw between pj and, and Morph. Morph... Uh, you both are on 37 with your subs coming in. So go on, tell us about your
0: game week. I'd really rather not. I appear to have broken everything I've touched. So <laughs> the only haul that I've had are um, is, is, excuse me, from Trent Alexander-Arnold on nine. vice uh, Vice-Captain Salah. We'll talk about Captain C later on in the pod, I'm sure. Uh, so his six points are actually, in effect, a minus six points for my team. Uh, Got a jammy assist for Antonio, who, as it stands right now, is owned by 40% of the game. So, in effect, my 35, now 37 points, thanks to the magnificence of Josh (laughs) Brownhills, recurring from my my bench, is um, actually a score of pretty much zero. Uh, To put it into context, my game week rank for this particular week is a quite stunning 5.259 million. Uh, and, and you're still ahead of wow. three million. Out of eight million teams, however, uh, four million of these eight million teams are bots. Exactly. So, and of the so, of the remaining four million teams, two million are dead teams. So uh, I have managed to finish below two million dead teams and one million bots <laughs> who set up fake FPL teams, fake reviews on Amazon, and fake promotion of pornographic <laughs> websites. <laughs> That's brilliant.
1: Skill. Absolutely brilliant. That is skill. Uh, that is skill. Well, look, Kylie, talking about the, the 2 million dead teams, there's certainly no dead teams in the top of the Amigos League. So take us through the, the top five of the Amigos, please.
2: Absolutely. Okay. So in the three Amigos FPL Classic League, in fifth place, we have Andy Gorton with Gun Wandering. In fourth place, Michael Kale, Nirvana State. In third place, still doing really well this season is at Big Sam underscore FPL, Green Eggs and Sam. And then in second place, the Tepid Template, that's Alex Gray Davies team. And I believe we actually have a question from Alex later in the pod. So well done, is doing amazingly well and is very close to our fearless leader now. There's only three points in it um, depending on the, the result for tonight. Um, but James S. is in first place still with Don't Go Bake In My Heart. So they're all Brilliant. doing really, really well.
1: Not as good as PJ, but probably second best pronunciation and and just em- emphasis on... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it's, uh, it's time for the rant. Five weeks ago, we said, or for whenever Conte came, we said, okay, we don't really know much, but a new manager bounce, Son and Kane will be punts. We know the way he likes to play. Royale and Regulon could be options. And that's it. We don't know much. Now people went to the hill justifying why Kane is this, why Son is that. And you know what? The Son owners, who were a lot quieter than the Kane owners, the Kane owners just w- were not given a rest after after his uh, magnificent performance against San Marino. And I don't even know who, who the other country was. No disrespect Albania. to anyone. Albania, thank you And now, they're telling me they were unlucky Now, I'm a Kane owner I watched both games He was absolutely pathetic compared to the Kane that we know He was more of a quarterback He's really good at those, to be honest Picking the ball and, and getting it to the wings Regular outshone him Ben Davis outshone him Royale outshone him and he's rubbish And Son definitely outshone him and outplayed him There's def- They definitely, all these players that I mentioned Had more guts and glory than him He was lethargic I'm sorry, I don't care for XG that tells me that Kane was unlucky. No, he wasn't. He had a shot from outside where he tried to lob the keeper and got it completely wrong. And he had a shot from outside the area where he hit it right at the keeper. And apart from that, it's just, I think for me, he was so far behind the game. Most of the time I'm looking, where is Kane? And he's running from near the halfway line to get involved. When everybody else is, Lucas Moura as well is another one. So I'm sorry, sometimes you have to put your hands up and say, I got it wrong. I genuinely, you know, this is where I have my issue with stats versus eye test, because you can tell me you were unlucky because of stats, but I'm sorry, if you watch the game, Son was on fire, so was Mora and the other guys that I said. So, just own up. Now, he might go and smash Brighton because they have eight players injured, four of them we've never heard of, or Leicester who just can't defend for their lives and he loves scoring against them. Unless he's, you know, if he scores two hat-tricks, uh, then you might be justified. But look, it was a punt, and then it didn't work and as I said, he is a CU next Tuesday. Thank you very much, Marzat.
2: Pain owners unite. I don't disagree with anything you just <laughs> said. <laughs> just okay. It absolutely baffles me. Sometimes you
1: just have to put your hand up and say, I got it wrong. T- talking about dice theory that went right over my head. And talking about I'm sorry, what Luchton. is Dice theory? Oh my god, you don't it's it's Sigurd and I love the guy because he's really so into his stats that it's it's, it's, it's abs- And he loves it and he owns it. And I asked him to explain to me what he was talking about. You know, you know me, tongue in cheek because I don't really care about stats. And he actually took the time to explain it. I still didn't get it. And I just <laughs> said to him at the end, can we just agree that football is a game that is hard to predict? And he went, yeah, sure. Well, to be fair to him, a lot of stats people tell you, no, 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 it's easy to predict. You know, nine times out of 10, Liverpool will win. Yeah, of course they do. But people and underdogs look for that one time out of 10 to break the stats and, and make the football the game that we love. Anyway, look, I could sit here and absolutely rant about stats for the rest of, of my night. But let's move on. And now Everton have uh, actually scored the winner in the last minute. Uh, fantastic, highly goal from,
2: inconvenient. Great.
1: fantastic goal from Gray. Fantastic goal from Gray. Absolutely fantastic. Um, much better than the feeble walkout at 27 minutes by 27 people. But right, like, guys, look, talking about Kane, Son, we're going to go into the topics. Now, many, measure, many managers are considering a switcheroo. From Spurs assets to United uh, due to fixtures. Okay, let's break it down. We have two guys. We have Kane, who, as I just said, has let managers down badly. He does like playing Leicester, but that's one game ahead. He also has Brighton, who have some injuries. Would you get rid? Would you keep? Would you switch to Ronaldo, which is the easy one? We actually had quite a few questions about Kane. Husky Nation at Husky Nation one says: Use Kane money to spread around, or try for Ronaldo or Lukaku. Not sure about Lukaku, but we'll we'll talk about that. Manic Stoic at Manic underscore Stoic. Why is Harry Kane such a wanker, and how did he manage to win both my 2021 and 2022 FBL seasons? So, okay, tell us what you're gonna do.
2: I hate Kane right now with every fiber of my being, and I resent the fact that I went with him, despite knowing <laughs> that it was probably going to be a really bad decision because uh, I traditionally prefer owning Son and and also the. There wasn't anything of substance to suggest that he was a good decision based on form leading up to when we all brought him in, based on the stats, uh, eye test, everything really. All he had going for him was the fact that he'd done well in the, uh, the break against San Marino and um, Albania. That's not why I brought him in. I did think that would hopefully give him some confidence and I think that's all you can take from those matches, right? Because there's a massive difference in opposition. But I was hoping that getting a couple of hat-tricks would give him a bit of fire, uh, which was much needed. And of course, it was the Conte factor. For a lot of people, Kane represented the differential. And that was the large, largely the reason why I went, not looking at OR, but looking at my main mini-league and, and the fact that the person leading that had Son already and we had at that time very similar teams so it felt like there was a gamble there to be made because neither Son nor Kane had been particularly impressive and I didn't want to be covering the player that he already had we kind of had so I looked at it like a trying to look at it as a blank slate they had Conte come in we had this great run of fixtures Kane has been incredibly unimpressive in that. So in the last four matches, we obviously have zero goals, zero assists, like four shots on target in that. I mean, something ridiculous, very low anyway. Um, An XG of 1.54. None of this is inspiring. And as you said in your rant, uh, he, he doesn't look the business. It doesn't look like it's going to happen with him. I understand that we could be punished by the fact that Brighton really look relatively easy pickings on paper at the moment, just given the the injury crisis that they've got and they're going to have to be playing kids. But Kane has had easy opposition. He's had, he's played teams that have been pretty horrific defensively and in fact, like genuinely the worst defensively. And, he still hasn't been able to muster much of anything i think you know there is an absolutely valid case for moving i think there's a valid case for moving to ronaldo who is the reason that many of us had kane in the first place because we were eyeing this fixture run ronaldo's got norwich brentford brighton newcastle burnley it's a great run um spurs don't have horrible fixtures to start they've obviously brighton and then leicester both of whom can concede goals and then it's Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Watford. Spurs don't have horrific fixtures, and and if you have Son, I think you're in a, a slightly different position. But I see no reason to hold Kane. It we can give him as many fixtures as we want, as many great ones as we want. I think it's time to look at alternatives. And um, Ronaldo seems a fairly easy pick. We know he will get rotated, but he's been the two times he was rested. It was during game weeks where they had three matches you know so they had um midweek fixtures this last time they had I believe champions league in which he played the time before that so i think with ronaldo given his age i think you know when he's going to be rested i don't think he's going to get random ad hoc restings this could be a potential issue at christmas but there's lots of people that will get rested. And I think there's an opportunity from now to go to him. And then maybe you can reassess options when we get into that really hectic Christmas period. But he's certainly done better over that same last four as Kane. Uh, He did start from the bench in in one of those four matches. He scored two goals. One of them was a penalty, an assist. He's had an XG of 2.48. So that's, a good bit more than Keynes, and it's on par with what he's actually scored. Um, He's had 15 attempts, six on target. Again, not amazing. But given the lack of striking options that we've been talking about, it seems a fairly straightforward move to me. I also wouldn't argue with someone who said, you know what, I'm just going down to a king or someone else and spending the money in, in some other way because it feels a bit of a dead spot with Kane there mm. at the moment.
1: Yeah, so a I swap I swapped to Ronaldo makes sense. I, I get it. Would you do it for a hit?
2: Uh, I'm not sure I'd do it for a hit. I I don't think Ronaldo is a super spectacular option either. Truth be told, I just think that he's better than Kane and he's hungrier than Kane. And I I would anticipate that you know he's going to get more points than Kane over the next period. It's not the kind of move that is terribly exciting that would make me want to take a hit for it. But if you're rage transferring Kane out for a hit, look, we all feel you. So. I wouldn't judge
1: you too heavily. Yeah. And last one before we move on to Son and come to you Morph. Would you go, if you didn't have a Watford player, And let's say you had Antonio on, I don't know, Tony. A lot of people had, a, you know, a Kane and Antonio, Tony, etc. Would you go down all the way to Watford and upgrade midfield, rely on Antonio and a Watford striker only as you strike options? We just said strikers are not really great. Mm. What 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 would you do there if you didn't have a, like, you know, Watford have a, a, a good run coming. they obviously obviously going for right goals. On, yeah.
2: Um, I I would totally endorse that. In my situation, the the combo that I have at the moment is Kane, Antonio, and King, right? So I do already have a Watford player in. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I'm so tempted to just say, screw you all and bring in Dennis as well and just have some fun <laughs> with it, right? Before he maybe does or doesn't go to AFCON. Honestly, the, the way I'm feeling about strikers, and I think many of us are feeling about strikers, it seems ludicrous, but it's almost like, what have you got to lose? It's yeah, you know yeah. it when you're when you're taking a gamble like that. So much of the risk is not just about who you're bringing in and the opportunities that they may or may not have in terms of scoring for you, but it's also that risk of who you're taking out and how much they can can punish you and and whether the potential benefits are going to offset that. And I think when you're looking at strikers the way we're looking at them right now, that negative element that's kind of counteracted a little bit by virtue of the fact that most of the strikers are shit and Kane is is captain of that metric at the moment so I I definitely would do it there's lots of good value options uh, in in midfield I wouldn't say the um, the sorry premiums are especially exciting but a bit of money can go a long way and I think that Watford are incredibly motivated. They are ranking really highly across all attacking metrics. And they're quite clearly are planning to go out and score as many goals as they can and just sort of forsake defence. And let's be honest, that is something that we absolutely love as fantasy football players when there is a team of budget options who are just going absolutely going for it fearlessly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I don't have any of them and I, I don't like it, but I just I don't know. But that's
2: because you're uh, so you're a strikers man. You love your strikers. I,
1: yeah, but 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 hey, listen, King King and Dennis are flying.
2: They are as in they are, like yeah. you
1: said, from what you said, they they're fearless and they're coming up against defenses that are not great. It's just the problem is they are that price because you know that they they will deliver to that I wouldn't say they are over delivering. They they're doing all right. You know, what one in three, one in two sometimes, etc. But they're playing well, they're playing with that feel like you said, especially against the, the weaker defenses. It's just I don't know if I can
2: it's go not with sustainable. The right? of
1: Anton Antonio and King or Antonio and Dennis. It just feels so light, but it could be the right way and, and go to the city midfield way. But anyway, talking about midfielders and we'll touch on City later. Morph, you've listened a lot to us talking about about um uh Kane. But let's talk about the player that deserves to be talked about right now, to be honest. And obviously, we're touching on Ken and Son, because they're the main players. There, there's others, Regulon, Davis, uh, Moro, but, but Son, he's delivered in the last two and smashed again versus versus system debate. Uh, do you keep or sell? And if you're selling, is it to get to Ronaldo? Because what's the point of selling Son otherwise? Because I see a lot of people talking about that.
0: I'm uh, just sorry,
1: sorry Morf, Before before you start, I just want to say that there's been a rumour that there's a COVID outbreak at Spurs. makes sense with what happened with Tony. And I've just seen that there is one, two, three, four, six players, apparently, right? Son, Gil, Emerson, Romero, Davis and Lucas Mora are the six, apparently, who has COVID. Now, this account is the same account that, or or, or the same account that said that Son had it before, before uh, he did another test, has said that, so people are believing this. So, let's say, without COVID, would you sell Son now, Coming up against a Brighton and Leicester team.
0: If I had solid my team, um, if I had made that rueful decision on that dark, dark day, uh, oddly enough, when I last did this podcast and made an early transfer to bring in Romelo Lukaku for Cristiano Ronaldo, only for Lukaku to promptly get injured, and for me to then take a hit for Kane on a minus four, and for Salah to then score right <laughs> a trip
2: in oh game God. week nine.
0: Dropping me from 150k to 450k. What's your question, Marzi?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think Mars, I think Morph needed the rant more than you. <laughs>
0: to to answer your question on Son Heung-min, I believe Spurs have a Europa Conference League, <laughs> Europa Conference League game. I laugh at that now. Um, Manchester United were about five minutes away from being in the Europa League, so I shouldn't really mock it. But I'd wait and hold any transfers to get some confirmation on the rumours around the COVID situation. Now, if Son heung is in your squad, my recommendation is definitely to hold. Uh, Brighton have uh, have a number of injuries themselves. They've potentially got Lewis Dunk out, and that will be a big, big blow because he is their best centre-half by far um, and, and makes them extremely vulnerable at the back. Uh, Leicester are conceding for fun these days son is now on all the set pieces and can be uh, just absolutely lethal against them particularly if uh, if, if Davies or, or dear is, is able to or indeed Davinson Sanchez is able to get on the end of some of his uh, some of his free kicks and corners the Liverpool game is, um, is is of course a bit of an anomaly but if you take the Liverpool game out of Spurs is um, uh, Spurs' fixture ticker they actually come almost to the top, given that they have Brighton, Leicester, Crystal Palace, Southampton and Watford in their next six. So I would highly recommend uh, holding on to Son Heung-min if you have him, assuming he is fit. If you want to get rid of Son, Son Heung-min, I wouldn't recommend doing it for a hit, but you've got options Uh, In West Ham, of course, we've spoken about uh, about Jared Bowen, who's definitely the four man in their midfield. West Ham are second in the fixture ticker. They have Burnley, Arsenal, uh, Norwich, Southampton, Watford and Palace in their next six. Uh, You've got Manchester City. and There's an absolute plethora of options there, given that they're third in the fixture ticker with Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle and Brentford among their next six, too. So there are options. And then just beneath that, of course, on the fixture ticker is Watford, who have Brentford, Burnley and Palace in their next three. So, of course, you could look for an attacker there. Now, that would involve two transfers, of course, as we as we spoke about previously. But certainly there are options. On the Manchester United front, now United are top of the fixture ticker. They have Norwich next. Moving out Son for Ronaldo, assuming Son is fit, is a dangerous game because... The Brentford game and the Norwich game for United are only three days apart, and there's a risk that Ronaldo may not start one of those two. However, that being said, if you're going to take a punt on a Manchester United midfielder uh, and you want uh, you, you want to to go for someone in Son's price range, my recommendation, based on a very small sample of data, would be Marcus Rashford, given that he played up front alongside Ronaldo in the game against Palace. And you can see that on Rashford's heat maps. As well, uh, James Sancho is, is of course the the differential at, at United. Um, big fan of, of his, and he's just coming to form with with a couple of goals himself. Uh, Bruno Fernandes probably a little bit too pricey, and what with him being off penalties, I'd uh, I'd pass on him for now.
2: Thoroughly, thoroughly brilliant, and
1: yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, it, it answers uh, crate diggers that FBL crate digger question. Which United player to punt on? Now, what the part that he didn't answer is he asks, is Fred essential?
0: Uh, I believe. He he didn't use his full name, which is King Frederick the Great.
1: <laughs> great goal, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: it was a great goal. Fred is is possibly one of the most inconsistent players I've I've ever seen in, in watching Manchester United for, for over 30 years. Uh, he's obviously not essential. Please do not go and buy Fred. Yeah, yeah, a hard hard pass.
1: Look, I agree with you on the son to Ronaldo. I think if you if you do it's it's a watch because this is two moves unless you have to do free transfers even with that i would say watch and wait definitely see if ronaldo plays in the champions league as well because if he doesn't play he might start next two games come off early you know he, he is a freak of a human with his fitness and his and his body let's be honest um,
2: but, but it's a completely yeah. different story right if we're talking about kane you're willing to take some degree of of risk around Ronaldo and how many minutes he plays and everything. When you're talking about getting rid of Kane, who looks like a dead end, but Son is completely different ball game here because as rightly pointed out, he's on set pieces. He plays every match. He's central to that team. He's now got some confidence. He's playing and scoring and assisting there. And the fixtures aren't terrible. They're still decent fixtures, Liverpool aside. So you know, it, it's not moving him out would not be because of fixtures or because of recent performances. Oh,
1: exactly. I, I, no, the I only reason
2: be. I can think that you would sell him if you had him was because, you know, of the, the COVID outbreak in Spurs and, and if there's truth behind that. Otherwise it seems quite nonsensical to me. Non yeah. Absolutely so non
0: I just wanted to to, to touch on, on the Son Kane comparison. Marzi your rants are of course completely iconic um but we, we talked at the start of the pod on some some stats that I've that I've done for those of you that are fans of expected goals um, but don't believe in form. There is not a person alive on this planet that would say that Mohamed Salah has been lucky this season. What he has been is been on absolute fire. Uh, he's been playing perhaps for a new contract and certainly for, for the glory of of the club that uh, that he loves. He's been brilliant. But that being said, he has. In, in hitting this rich vein of form, massively outperformed his um, his expected goal contributions. Between 20, the 2017-18 season, when these stats first came in, and uh, the end of last season, Mohamed Salah averaged uh, 0.1 above his expected non-penalty goals and assists per game. This season, that shot up to a massive 0.5 per 90 minutes. So think about that. Mohamed Salah is expected to score a goal every, let's say, every three games. He's now scoring a goal every two. That's pretty that's pretty significant. Harry Kane, on the other hand, again, no one in the world would say Harry Kane's been unlucky. What he has been is absolutely piss poor. Harry Kane, in the same period that I talked about, between the 17-18 season and the 2021 season, overperformed his expected goal contribution, excluding penalties, to the tune of 0.2 goals, per, uh, goals and assists per 90 minutes, which is absolutely fine. It's it's pretty decent. This season, he's underperformed by 0.4 per game. That puts him in the same category as such luminaries as Nicolas Pepe, Rodrigo, Francisco Trincao, Lusa Gineppo Gineppo. That's right. He's so bad they named him twice. Adama Luckman or Adamola Lulukman or Adama Lulukman, whatever you call him, because he's also in the same bracket as Adama Traore. Are these players that piss everyone off? Yes, they absolutely are. And just to add someone to that bucket of shit list, Timo Werner is in the same category. All of these individuals have underperformed their XG by 0.3 or more per xG XGI, excuse me, by 0.3 or more per 90 minutes and are deliciously out of form for anyone that wants to avoid them. And conversely, on the other side, we can look at some players who have performed really, really well this season. Kylie, you spoke about Watford. Emmanuel Dennis is in the same category as Mohamed Salah. A lot of people have jumped on the Maxwell Cornet differential train before uh, before he got injured. He was up there. Before he got injured, Paul Pogba was uh, was throwing assists out left, right and centre at the start of the season. Anyone remember Ben Chilwell? Yep, that's right. He's there on the form train alongside his mate, Mason Mount all these guys have been on great form and have been outperforming their expected goal contributions there is no such thing as luck it is form I will die on this hill
2: I'm still I, I, I just love <laughs> the, the list of names the Lookmans Trincao all of these guys it's like and then Kane in there it is frightening to think about
0: if you have a free transfer and you have Harry Kane in your side get him out Get him out for Dennis. Get him out for Josh King. Get him out for Cristiano Ronaldo. But get him out. Manchester City have (laughs) Wolves and leads at home in their next two. You can't do worse than Gabby Jesus. Just get Harry Kane the hell out of there.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I fully agree with you about form uh, versus uh, out of form. And it's a debate that I'll die on the hill on as well. Right, guys, a lot of talk. About these guys, and uh, we just um, a great discussion. But onto on to the second topic, uh, big at the back has backfired badly. Do we just spread the love now? United going into good fixtures. We just talked about them. Spurs defenders looking good. Regular telling people that he he don't take me out of FPL, or, or do we stick with the plan where some most of us have double city a double Chelsea or, or a double City. would rotation be a concern, or is tiredness? leading to more goals with, with the Christmas period and the games coming in. Like, wh- one of the reasons we love the Christmas period is the amount of games. But what we forget is those games, sometimes you just, players get tired. So, okay, I'm going to come to you first. Um, what do you think about big at the back? And are you planning to to lose one of the double-ups that you have to, to spread money somewhere else?
2: Right, well, I don't have a double-up. I, I wouldn't say I'm sort of big at the back. I am still... Uh, playing the kind of key three defenders, which is um, James, okay. uh, Cancelo, and Trent. I was look I did have Chilwell, and, and then I sold him oh, after yes, the injury for that. James. Yeah. Now, my intention that week had been to get James in, in addition to Chilwell and the other guys, um, but then obviously injury to Chilwell happened, and that scuppered that plan, so I stuck with the 3-4-3. Uh, three, three. Many others, however, were, were playing four at the back, the four big guys. And, mm. I mean, while doing incredibly well during that rich period, it hasn't been so great sort of the last couple of weeks. There's nothing to suggest, right, that suddenly these players are shit, you know? Yes, okay, we've seen particularly... Um, City and Chelsea conceding goals uh, where, where they hadn't before but they're still the top defenses right so if you look at shots conceded over the last is it six weeks um, I actually haven't noted that down it's either six or four weeks either way right We're lacking context here, but it's still Liverpool on 39, City on 42, Chelsea on 43 as the best. And then they're followed by Brighton, Tottenham and Wolves. I think what is really interesting is actually when we're looking at um, goals conceded, clean sheets, shots conceded, all of these metrics, the, the two kind of key movers in that space have been Wolves and Tottenham. Right, so they have gone up there with Liverpool, uh, City, and Chelsea uh, as as being the best defenses in that period. Uh, I think it is six weeks actually. So this is something that we thought might happen with Spurs in particular, um, with the with the Conte effect, and and we have seen that we've seen the clean sheets starting to come in. We've seen their defenders doing well with Davis, with Regulon, So. Absolutely, I think I, th- I thought it a few weeks back um, when it, that kind of monopoly was in play. It was really difficult to deviate away from the kind of, template defense that that we've all had that there was an opportunity there for for tottenham defense and that has come to fruition and i think that people can continue to look at those players as discussed there's still really good fixtures in the pipeline for them uh wolves have been a bit of a surprise i think it's just because they're so dreadfully dull that nothing happens in the matches um that they play in they just continue to keep getting clean sheets but then Wolves have a history of doing this when nobody is on them. And then when we all go in and buy them, they all just not, start considering goals. King
1: De- not when Divock Origi is around. Yes, the Div but... says no.
2: Well, I'm, <laughs> I mean, from Shout a out fantasy... Shout yes. yeah, <laughs> um, But it, the, the reality is when we all go in and invest in Wolves' defence, as we did earlier this season, they do absolutely nothing during that whole run. So I find them incredibly frustrating to own Um, but again Wolves like Spurs good stability in defense so that makes them not bad options in this sort of intense period coming up over Christmas you asked about rotation we will see rotation we'll especially see rotation uh, for Chelsea just because that is just the way that they play they have less options now obviously but James and Alonso aren't going to play three matches a week or every other day. It's its just not going to happen. We've already seen that. So, But we, we still know that James, for instance, has so much attacking potential. So no, I wouldn't be moving away from the three best defences in the league. I think you should be making sure that defenders four and five are strong. And with options as cheap as Davis, for instance, You know, it, it's a pretty easy pick there. Um, maybe instead of a Liveramento, um, so that you're covering yourself in case of this expected rotation, um, but also he, he's quite eminently playable in some of these coming fixtures.
1: Fair, fair. Morph, quickly. I know you're you're uh, big for big at the back. Uh, are you are you moving away or are you sticking? Uh, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna stick for a while. I've got two Chelsea and two City as well as the legendary Trent Alexander Arnold. Of course, you can have many jokes about how. Um, Uh, someone broke whoever brought in the the Chelsea and City defence broke them. But there's there's two points I'd make here. Uh, The first is that Chelsea have pretty decent fixtures up until uh, game week 19 or 20, I think, when they head to uh, to Manchester City and also have Liverpool at home. So there's an argument for keeping them right up until then. And then they have a blank in 24 and 25. So realistically, just to, to have some coverage of that defense is going to be quite important, given that they play Leeds, Everton, Wolves and Aston Villa. I'd suggest Reese James and Antonio Rudiger. Uh, James, for his attacking upside and his high ownership and Rudiger, for the fact that he's nailed, will pick up clean sheets and may also get the odd attacking return and tends to hit bonus when he does so as well. On the Manchester City defence, I'm even more adamant that this is the double up to have. And the the double up you could have would be Cancelo and either Diaz or Edison, depending on your team structure. These three players at a cost of, I believe, uh, Cancelo's gone up to to close to seven million, but below seven million for the lot of them. Cancelo's 6.8 for reference. They will outscore every single individual Manchester City midfielder over the Christmas period. And their fixtures are just... It's like Richie Rich's house. It's a sea of green. Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, Brentford, Arsenal. They've got that tricky one, Chelsea at home in 22. But after that, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Tottenham, who have uh, a massive plank up front. Uh, Everton, Manchester United, who will be exhausted from all of Ralph's pressing by then. Crystal Palace, Brighton, Burnley, before they finally have to host uh, an, an absolutely unstoppable Liverpool at, um, at the at the Etihad, so really 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 keen to take on that Manchester City double up and if you're fearing Chelsea rotation, just pick Rudiger let him sit there and pick up a few clean sheets because they will get plenty obviously all of this goes without saying you must 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 have Trent Alexander Arnold in your team if you do not you need to reevaluate what you're doing with your life your FPL team and indeed with any family member who you may bump into over the next few weeks <laughs> brilliant. Right. Well, no no better way also, to. Also, can up we that talk section. just
2: br- just like I did not realize the Trent was 8.1 million now. <laughs> like but still amazing value. That's just crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh well, listen guys, uh, great discussion and we move straight into the listening questions and touching on uh city midfielders and there's only one midfielder that everybody's talking about. Um Blanco asks? Bowen Bernardo or Foden, who do you guys like most to bring in? He says that Randy also wants to know this, but we'll just wait to see what I do first. I'm not going to say. FBL Adriano, is Bernardo essential? Uh, and then we have, um, we, we, we'll end it with this special question from Randy Shafter. At Randy Shafter, is the potential upside of owning a Man City midfielder? Worth the rotation risk, or should I just cut out the middleman and stick the contents of my kitchen utensils drawer up my ass? Uh, only, only uh, uh, Randy can ask that question. So, a lot of people are talking about the the man at the moment, which is Bernardo. But City midfielders, you t- more of you touched on their on their runs. You're saying that defence double up is better. Why? Is it rotation putting you off? Is it the fact that Foden can't hit a goal and uh, seems to, to always escape points?
0: Or we it, don't, don't know who's going to start Oscar. So it's it's a couple of things. It's not just rotation of who will start and who will not. It's rotation of positions as well. Who's going to sit in deep with Rodri while the other ones go forward? We know Gundo can play as a false nine, but we also know that Gundo can play next to Rodri. We know Foden can play as an explosive winger, but we also know he can play as a tricky deep lying midfielder. We don't know whether Sterling will start or whether or not he'll be in competition for Grealish. And if that's the case, is Grealish going to push back and sit behind one of the wingers or is Grealish going to, uh, going to head up front and, and take a, take a more attacking position? What happens when KDB comes in? There are a whole host of, of unknowns there. If we look at the stats, Bernardo Silva is, is, is really up. He's Ridiculous. again, he's, he's outperforming his XG. He's in tremendous form. He's got he's getting returns left, right and center. So he's certainly the form player to pick if that's what you want to do. If you want to go for the the safest option, perhaps uh, is uh, is Gundo. He's had he's had 10 starts. He's got uh, a quite impressive XG. uh, Even with KDB back. Expected goal involvement. And that's the big risk, Marzi Absolutely. When KDB comes back, all the bets are off. If I was going to pick one, I'd probably go for Gundo just on the fact that he's the cheapest. I believe he's in at 7.3. So you can spread your funds around elsewhere. There is the the differential option of, of Gabby Jesus, who will probably get um, get the most minutes there. He's got 11. Uh, he's had 11 90s or 11 starts, should I say, out out of um uh, out of 14 games or 15 games and he's played in 13 matches so he's, he's getting quite a few minutes there um, yeah. it's it's really a very very it's, tricky it's, question it's... On, on City's minutes
1: to be honest to be No, I, I agree with you and look I, I said it before and I'll say it again the reason that we're not all jumping onto them is because they're not highly owned because we nobody knows who's going to play and regularly or like you said positionally or who's going to get dropped out uh, and even when they play it just reminds me when I had three of them last year and they just kept dodging points as a non-owner you feel like you are lucky. And as an owner, you feel unlucky. But it's just, it's just the way. It's the same with Grealish. He could, it, him and Gondo and Foden could have easily had hat-tricks in that game against Watford the other day. Um,
2: and actually, and, uh, just like yeah, uh, on Bernardo, right? So anyone who's had Bernardo, few and far between people, right? But Morf alluded to it there. So five goals in six matches with an XG. And I know you hate XG, Mars, but an XG of 1.72. Don't hate the it in context. Yep. so 1.72 is his expected goals in that period and he's got five right so nine attempts on goal seven of those on target so that's like basically 77 percent shot accuracy and like a 55 percent conversion rate that is mental and we're not going to continue to see that all of the time i think if you can do well out of it it's it's great and he's been getting huge amount of minutes but That's really against what we've traditionally seen from Bernardo. Now, we would have all said the same thing about Gundo last season, to be fair, when he went on this amazing run of form. But it is, I think, so much less about actual rotation, but as Morph said, it's positioning. We really, you know, we know that Bernardo's been playing further forward. This lends himself to scoring more goals. The same thing happened with Gundo last year it is really difficult to determine who's going to sustainably score goals in that City team because so many of them are able to and because they're so flexible. Like, we just don't know who's going to play where. I mean, it's it's hard to make the call. Yeah, yeah. And the, the risk that, factor's that, gone, play, right, in terms of missing out. I don't think the FOMO piece is there like it's been in previous seasons.
0: It's true. On, on that, I'd just say, if you're going to pick a Manchester City player to captain, it's fairly obvious that the answer is Joao Cancelo. He's had more minutes than anybody, and he's he's almost top of the pile when it comes to points from an attacking perspective. He's involved. Pep says there. he's a machine.
1: Pep says he's a machine in recovery. And just just to, to wrap up and end there, Guardiola has actually is not taking Cancelo, Rodri, and Bernardo to with him for the for the Champions League. So these three are getting a rest. Jesus has got Jesus has got um, uh, a knock. So you know Silva will start uh, probably the two games coming. Uh, now that he now he's getting arrest, uh wrist. So if we go back quickly, uh, Kay, to uh, uh, Benny Benny's question, Bowen, Bernardo, or Foden, who would you go for right now?
2: Okay, well I obviously I own Bowen and I'm very happy to own Bowen. If um, you didn't own any of them, if I didn't own any of them, I probably I would be tempted by Bowen. The price point is really nice. You know, yes, he got a random rest only recently, which we didn't see coming. But that was really to allow for a formation change because they were playing Manchester City. So it, it's really not something that you'd expect to be happening much. He's really central to them. And we had a couple of blanks, but by and large, he has been their form player for a massive run this season. So I don't think at 6.3 or whatever he is now, um, you can go too far wrong. I... Foden has always been my preferred option in the City team but I think it's really hard to jump on him at the moment given that he had the injury so he's lost that bit of form and you've got the cheaper options of Bernardo Silva and Gundo there I'm I'm at the moment I'd probably pull away from from Foden so I'd I'd say go Bowen like, he's he's a really stable option I agree option.
1: Yep. they've got good fixtures coming up
2: uh, right, uh, FBL chef,
1: uh, <laughs> we move. Uh, FBL score chef. First of all, he he says to tell Tomov. I said he's a sexy morfo. I uh, um, double that or whatever. I second that. Double. What is what is going on? I second that. You sexy morfo. Uh, should he sell banana or sun? Um, I think he needs to get off whatever he's eating and sell neither of them.
0: Morph, do you agree? I, I, the man called me a sexy morfo to to have that. <laughs> from chef and yourself is uh, is beyond my wildest dreams Marzi. I, I i feel given given the history that uh, that he has in fpl i'm in no position to advise him but if he really wants to sell bernardo uh, if he really wants to sell a player i would recommend selling bernardo and actually bringing uh, bring in bowen for the double up west ham are the only team other than manchester united above city on the fixture ticker they're about to face a very out of form burnley um, an Arsenal who have just lost away at, at an Everton team who can't score and then after that they have Norwich Southampton Watford and Palace so yeah Bernardo for for Bowen Chef. love you big man
2: um, are Burnley ever actually in form mm-hmm.
1: bless them they're still scoring <laughs>
2: they <laughs> they've do. gone for
1: they do, they've but... gone they've gone for the jugular they've gone for goals and forget forget about defending uh, Ibi at EB343 now he says that he's in he's in our league doing well he's at number 83 so congratulations um what to do with Rafinha, Carly? He has a tough run of schedule coming in, go for Bowen. Obviously, we, we, the, the love is there for Bowen. Uh, I have Rafinha and i think thinking uh, he, he'll be moving. But would you move him with the... I mean, they've got Chelsea and City, I believe, and then an easier one than Liverpool. So it's quite a tough run.
2: Yeah, I, I think with uh, Bamford coming back, it could be a huge help to Rafinha, but... The fact that it's coinciding with the these particular fixtures and and, and leads, although they're shooting loads and and everything, it, it, it's just not happening as far as scoring a lot of goals is concerned. so And that was during a much better run of fixtures. So I would say it's a fairly easy move to make uh, given the the particular price points. And then just given Rafinha's quality and then the hope that with Bamford coming back, they might be able to get into some rhythm. You can look at him again when the fixtures ease. But it's a yeah. fairly straightforward Ag- one for now.
1: Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. A nuclear atom at particle underscore impact. Uh, should I keep Alonso or transfer him in? Transfer him out for Ben Davis. More quickly on this one, Alonso's got a knock. If he doesn't have a knock, would you sell him for Ben Davis or would you just keep, keep stick with Alonso?
0: If I, if you have Rudiger or James, and you're looking to shift the funds forward, then go for the move. Take out Alonso for Davies. If you do not have any other Chelsea cover in defence, keep Alonso. Look to bring, Dav- bring Davies in slightly later on. And Davis is quite cheap. You can, you know, Very
1: any cheap, downgrade yeah. somewhere you can upgrade Livermore to him. So I agree. Uh, Gamma uh, Hango, uh, Gamma Hango. I have uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Should I keep him? I mean,
2: yes.
0: I, I definitely would not be selling. So, so yeah. Okay. Uh, if, if I may take, if I may take this one, um, a few things are gonna gonna happen here, uh, and I, this is the, the one time I will, will proudly out myself as a Manchester United fan here. Uh, Ralph Skagen Press is going to be glorious. Uh, for, for starters, because, um, he, he, just, he's just, he's just wonderful. I, I like him already. If nothing else, the man knows how to, uh, how to make a good joke. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo is there or thereabouts when it comes to, uh, uh, non-pen. Non-Pen XG, I believe he is. I'm just looking down at my list. The fact that I can't find him up the top is quite worrying. But even under Ole Solskjaer, Cristiano Ronaldo was in the top 15 players for uh, for non-Pen XG. He is overperforming slightly, but he is now on penalties, as we saw in the game against Arsenal. Um, he is going to be very, very highly owned. Manchester United are top of the fixture ticker with Norwich, Brentford, and Brighton, and the other th- the other point about Ronaldo is he's only going. There, there aren't many Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, City, Liverpool away games left in this run, which means that Ralph isn't going to bring him on in order to protect a game. He's only going to bring Ronaldo on if we need to chase a game, and if that's the case, then you may as well take the risk and have him in your team anyway. Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves. Get Cristiano Ronaldo in if. Your format allows it. Okay, uh, we we'll stay
1: with you. Raj call at Raj underscore two four o four. I want a quick answer here. Who's the better United asset,
0: Rashford or Sancho? Rashford playing Dunno. playing further forward, slightly slightly more expensive, um, but may take the odd free kick as well. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Kylie
1: FBL Dave at clubs mug. Should I sell can Harry Kane or keep him? We talked about it. What is your advice to anyone at 4Million? I mean, look. We both know what Dave is like. I think he should continue doing what he's doing, which is going completely differential. Uh, anything else?
2: I mean, yeah, but m- maybe chill out on the eight point hits, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Like well, yeah. A bit. Because um, <laughs> they're a bit counterproductive. But I think keep playing Renegade because, you know, why not have a bit of fun with it?
1: Yeah. And his second question why, uh, why did spontaneous human combustion suddenly disappear and will, will this affect regular starting next game? Well, I don't know about that, but let's see if there's COVID outbreak or not, Dave, and then we'll take it from there. Um, love you, Dave. Yeah, absolutely love you. Alex uh, Gray-Davies at LXGD. Carly, you, min- you mentioned how well he's doing. He's in second place. Uh, he's asking, what's, <laughs> what would you say is the split of luck and skill? Dude, if we know the answer for that, we'll know the answer of who came first, the egg or the chicken. Um, so um, I'm not going to take a punt on that, but I would say um, you need both skill and luck. At, F- at Elf FBL, uh, with Afghan fast approaching, is now about time to get Salah in. Um, I said to him, we need a laugh, so okay, send me the question. And uh, it's quite funny. If you don't have Salah right now, uh, unless you're Dave, you're crazy. And you're Dave, then you're a legend. Last question from the legend. In, and, uh,
2: and actually, like, have yeah. you ever seen uh, ownership as high as 73.1%? Because I don't think I've ever seen I, I, it that high. I don't high. even
1: know who doesn't have it. His, his price is, is about to go up again. I'm like,
2: but like people you, just wake uh, up? Yeah, it's really strange. But I, the, the thing is, historically, we've seen people at sort of circa 50%, and that's crazy high because you're just assuming that the remainder are all dead teams. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about 26.9% of teams out there that don't have Salah.
1: mmm
2: and I mean, crazy. it's not Absolutely like he crazy. started slow this season, no. so I don't get it.
1: Right. The legend that is Donaka at the Big Brunski. Where do the Potter stand on a friend, in quotes, not letting their out-of-the-FBA-loop friend, quotes, know about injuries were reported benching to their intended transfer targets? Thanks, amigos. So let me give you some context here. I'm updating Don. And uh, I forgot, I didn't realize he didn't know Vardy wasn't playing. So I told him he wasn't playing after the deadline. Vardy started, and don't think it's, 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 you know, I'm trying to cause sabotage here. <laughs> but, but to, in my defense, Brendan Rodgers came out and said he's, he can't play two games in a row. Lo and behold, he started two games and then he benched him again. So where do you stand on people not telling people that, uh, updating them about injuries when they're not uh, well connected? Would you do the same? Would you sabotage or would you be honest?
2: Oh, it depends who it who it is. <laughs> it completely <laughs> depends who it is. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, sometimes I will be uh, most uh, kind and thoughtful soul. And then sometimes I'll just forget that I had access to certain information.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. I heard someone telling uh, FPL Elf on Twitter that AFCON was cancelled, which I thought was uh, shocking. I- Shocking! It made it, it made it made few of us go and
1: actually research it, and then uh, the Nasser blessed him. Uh, basically told us that Cameroon are just not ready, and it might move to another country. It might move to Qatar apparently, uh, and or it, we don't know. But in a couple of weeks, keep your eyes open. So hey, let's see. Uh, right, let's uh, quickly move on to the uh, captains and transfers. Um, well, unless you're not
0: captaining Salah, say hey ho. Hey ho, oh. Ronaldo. <laughs>
1: so, so going, is, this, is this the third week in a row you're not captaining Salah
0: right this will be the third week in a row I'm, I'm not captaining Salah um, okay. at my rank which is j- just to be clear going um Salah uh, going Kane over Salah for four weeks has cost me a total of 50 points uh which would have taken me from I think 760k which is my current rank up to about 330k um and, and, and that's fine I think I, I need to kind of go against the grain somewhat to to, to allow for potential I
1: don't think I don't think it's bike, the worst bike. move people got people get got bitten by habits but you know some some who captain son last week gained 20 points on, yep. on, on, on no, I, I, yes? I think
2: this is a week where I, I think the weeks where there's been a genuinely interesting alternative to Salah have been few and far between of late hmm. um Maybe you know son, and there were the odd people who went for son, and that proved to be a really good choice this week. Um, but I, I do think Ronaldo against Norwich is absolutely a viable alternative.
1: yeah, yeah, completely agree. Uh, so uh, any transfers um,
2: more?
0: Yeah, Ronaldo in for um for you know who oh, Harry yeah. Kane out yeah. already in the bin. I expect Ronaldo won't play a significant role in uh, Manchester United's game at Old Trafford against um against young boys. So hopefully there won't be any issue with him getting down to uh, getting down to Norwich and, and hopefully smashing in a in a hat trick there. I'll probably yeah. captain him against um, uh, against Brighton as well. Uh, I believe Salah has Spurs then, um, but I'll, I'll bring Salah in for captaincy in the Newcastle game. When I believe I will be sharing uh, sharing a seat with you, Mars. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. If all goes to plan. We will be
1: celebrating together. Uh, Kylie, are you are you captain Salah?
2: Probably, but it is one, as I said, that I'm open I'm open to the idea um, of, of going elsewhere. I am also getting rid of he who must not be named, Voldemort. I cannot have him in my team anymore. Uh, and since the other person that I feel extreme animosity towards is uh, Buemo, <laughs> who I now think I have to keep this week again, um, <laughs> I need to get some sort of, you know, Cleansing um, and and selling Kane will will do that, so it's going to be pretty straightforward for me this week.
1: Yeah, you've got the funds, I assume.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's I, I've enough in the bank to, to make that move. There's not a huge oh, amount yeah. between them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely captain Salah. I'm not I'm not overthinking it. Villa are oh, much much improved, and it will be an emotional game at Anfield, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Look, Gerard will be welcomed as a hero. He'll be sent off as a hero after the game in the middle, I hope we smash them. I, I really have no no sentiments and he said the same and I completely agree. Uh, but Villa have improved a lot and they have a good keeper, but Liverpool at home, they will create lots of chances and Salah's on fire. I don't really need to think about it. it I, I, if I do bring Ronaldo, it could it could play in my mind, but I, I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll move anywhere. Uh, the initial thought, well, ideally I wanted to bring Ronaldo in for Kane for free, but Price wise et cetera, etc etc, but I might still anyway go for Rafinha and Kane now for probably Smith Rowe depending on what his situation is, Mister Ronaldo. Although obviously if the Brighton game gets called off, I might I might need a keeper, so so it might need to be uh, some keeper that that is playing and uh, and Ronaldo in. But we'll see. I'll obviously leave it last minute and I won't be doing anything until after all the games and all this COVID scenario sorted. And that's all we have time for. I've been uh, Mars at Mars05. She's been Kylie at Kylie FPL. He's been Morph. Don't forget uh, PJ as well. He's off Twitter at the moment, but at Hindu Monkey. We've been the Three Amigos at Three Amigos FPL. Follow, like, share our stuff. Give us a nice rating if you like what you hear. That's all we ask for. Please stay safe in this uncertain situation that we have. Follow your common sense. Don't particularly listen to the Muppets in charge because they don't have the best for us. We do have the best for you and we give you the best advice for free. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one.
0: brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.